Hello, and welcome to the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur podcast. This is the podcast that teaches entrepreneurs how to start, grow, and sustain their businesses while handling all the emotional challenges life throws at them like a boss. Here's your host, Nancy Mensa, business and life coach, international speaker, and the founder of Triumphant Women Nonprofit Organization. Hey everyone, welcome back and thank you for so much for listening to another episode of the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur podcast. I am your host, Nancy Mensa. My guest today is Bupi Singh. She is the founder of the Spanish Sandal Company. The Spanish Sandal Company is an e-commerce store that sells avarcas, <laughs> also known as minorquinas. You can see I'm trying to get my Spanish pronunciation correctly. And this company <laughs> launched in 2017. Now, these are high-quality leather shoes that can be dressed down or up. And ladies, they are affordable. Every beautiful pair is definitely under $100. So I can't wait for Boopy to tell you more about the Spanish Sandal company. Boopy, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, everyone. Thank you for having me, Nancy. <laughs> so excited to be here. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Now, Boopy, today you will be talking to us about a topic that many of our mompreneurs can relate to, and that is balancing life as a busy mom and successful business mogul. So let's just go ahead and get right into it and just tell us more about who you are and how did all this come about? Okay, um, so my name is Boopy, and I'm um, I was born and raised in Belgium. Um, by my name, I mean my name is Indian. So um, my father's actually Indian, but I was born and raised in in Belgium. I was working as um, a, um, a management consultant for a few years, traveling a lot um, and uh, working late nights. And then all that changed when I had three kids within two years. So basically I had, yeah, I had my um, first son and then 20 months later I had twins. And at that point, I mean, I couldn't continue uh, working in management consultant. I couldn't travel because I, we were living in Barcelona, so not even my home country. And so um, I just realized it was going to be too much. Um, I didn't want to leave my babies um, with a nanny or with my, just with my husband. It was too much work. So, um, I uh, I tried for a while to stay with the company because I really liked the company I was working for and, you know, do some other roles, but they were just not me. I just didn't feel like I was, uh, you know, getting uh, professional fulfillment. And so I decided that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I first made the decision of becoming an entrepreneur, and then I looked for for, for basically ideas on 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 things that I, I could launch. Um, I mean, having a background um, in management consultant definitely helped because I knew how to do a business case. I knew how to launch a, a product. I mean, I didn't really know how to be successful, but I knew I had a couple of you know basic knowledge there. And so I had seen in Barcelona a lot of people uh, wearing those beautiful um Avacas or Menorquinas, like you mentioned, and decided that that would be a great product to sell uh, because I was also moving to the U.S. at that point uh, for my husband's job. So I thought that would be a really great product to, um, to, to sell in the U.S. And so that's how I decided. As soon as I uh, landed in the U.S., I um, started everything uh, in order to set up the company within a few months and um, officially launched a Spanish sandal company. 
Man, that is such a beautiful story. And you, you mentioned a lot of great things just in the introduction. I mean, three kids in two years, I'm sure <laughs> a lot of moms can definitely uh, relate. And kids are such a blessing. But also with that, Kim, uh, just a huge responsibility where you couldn't really work because, you you know, your goal was to stay home and take care of them. But, and I believe a lot of women um, also probably have dealt with this or are dealing with this, but not only did you make a decision to leave your job that you loved, but you came up with a great idea. I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to use my talents, my passions, everything that I've learned over the years to start a business. And I like how you said um, you made the decision to be an entrepreneur first, and then you look for the ideas. And so you find these shoes, people are wearing them, and you decided, hey, let me take it to America. So tell us more, How once you got here, how what was the process of um, launching this business? So it was actually quite simple. Um, I, I had to wait a few months to get my um, work visa. Uh, so that was what basically kept me, you know, uh, pre- in preparation mode for uh, three months. But once I had it, uh, I immediately started it because I had prepared, you know, th- during those three months. So it was basically just starting an LLC, which is the simplest form uh, of, of company that you can start. And um, also starting my website uh, and that with Shopify is very straightforward and very cheap, to be honest, too. And then I also started opening an account on Instagram and Facebook for my company, even though I hadn't launched yet. You know, I, I wanted to test. I first had to get used to the idea also of posting photos, basically of my feet. <laughs> In the beginning, I was my own model, right? So, you know, getting used to all that. And also to just see, you know, if I was able to get some traction and work, just getting myself familiar with Instagram and Facebook without having the pressures the pressure of numbers, you know, of having to generate revenue immediately. Um, That was helpful, actually, because once I launched, I had a very small, I mean, I didn't have a lot of followers, but I had enough for my business to immediately start picking up. So, um, so, So that was actually great to have those three months to sort of do the preparation. Okay, so... That is a really great point because a lot of people, I think they wait until the website is absolutely ready. Uh, all their social medias are ready. They have all the products in hand and they completely you know, freeze and wait until everything seems perfect before they actually launch. And so in your case, um, you realize that, you know, just prepare for those three months, get the LLC. And thank you so much for that, um, you know, because that is one of the easiest form of um, business um, registration that you can even do. Get the website. And you mentioned Shopify, which you can tell us about that a little bit more and social media. And um, you make it sound fun and easy at the same time, because you said as soon as you launch, your business immediately picked up. Can you go more into details on that? Yeah, sure. So um, so I had started, you know, um, taking pictures on on uh, posting pictures basically on Facebook and on Instagram on my account and I would take myself the picture uh, you know I would use a tripod and a timer and I would you know wear the shoes and, and take pictures of mainly my feet that I did for a few uh, I would say for probably a month and a half before I launched and um, and that helped me um, uh, understand a bit the hashtag strategy and uh, how I, I did a bit of outreach also to influencers but when you don't have any followers or any product yet to sell that's not necessarily the easiest way to go but 
that allowed me as soon as I um, as I got the okay, so the work visa and the LLC shaped up, I was able to immediately start with uh, Facebook ads and uh, and also Google ads. But I will I really focused on Facebook ads. That's what really uh, helped me um, get those first initial sales. And even today, I mean, I. I use a lot of Facebook ads. I mean, that's my main marketing channel. It's um, Facebook and Instagram. So I did immediately ads and it took, you know, I started with a budget of $20 a day and went from there. And, um, you know, I, I, I sold a few pairs the few week, the first week and then a little bit more the next week. And then it sort of grew from there. And also one important thing that I added on my website was reviews. I think that's critical because in, 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 in an era where people value a lot the opinion, not of the company, but of other users, that was very useful because especially, you know, my sandals are made in Spain, so they're relatively narrow. So people wanted to hear the suggestion and tips and uh, recommendations of other uh, customers that have purchased the sandals first in order to understand, you know, was this company trustworthy? Uh, what was the policy in terms of return? Were they? Uh, what was the size like? And things like that. So that I implemented immediately from day one, the reviews. That is so good. That helped me. Yes, absolutely. And I completely agree with you. Reviews speak more volumes than it doesn't matter how beautiful your website is or how wonderful your product is. Really, people buy from people that they can trust. And so with reviews and, and we do we do these ourselves. You know, I, I buy things online just by reading the reviews alone and verifying those reviews. So that is such a great point. Uh, for our listeners today is, you know, whatever product you have out there, even services, make sure you have reviews from people that are completely satisfied. You know, you have testimonials on your website. Boopy, what one advice would you give? Um, and I, you mentioned, you know, that Facebook is the one that really works for you, but you did go through, you know, the whole social media marketing and everything. What one advice can you give the audience that you took out of all this with social media? So, um, I think, well, I, I, when you have a very visual product, uh, like I do, um, Instagram and Facebook are ideal. Uh, they sell really well. Um, and so I would definitely suggest to go with these channels. I mean, you've, you need to really understand who your audience is. Uh, that's also very helpful uh, because, you know, I, I, I knew, you know, from the, well, I, I made some assumptions on who my audience was and started to go from there. And once you have enough people going on your website, um, Facebook ads actually is a smart enough tool that it will help you identify based on those first initial uh, uh, people that go on, visitors uh, that go on your website, it will help you uh, further grow and reach new people that look like your initial audience. So I think Facebook makes it really easy. You don't have to be technical to um, to use Facebook ads. I also um, went through um, Amazon in the beginning, but honestly, A, they're, they're too expensive and you completely get, it's so huge today that you get completely lost in it. I mean, you're just that little brand that nobody can really find, you know, um, and, and honestly, they're expensive. So I, I completely um, took a step back from uh, from Amazon and to refocus completely on uh, on Facebook and, uh, and Instagram. And I did also Google ads and continue to do Google ads. But, you know, I'm not a location-based product. 
So it's it's always a little bit more tricky. I think it's very good for location based uh, services or products, uh, but for me, Google Ads is 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 merely a tool that I use in advertising to reach people that are looking for me specifically in order to appear, you know, on the first page and hopefully, you know, as the first listing uh, on the search. I don't know if that was clear. Sorry. That was, no, no, that was very clear. I mean, I love everything you're sharing. And, um, and so which would you say is your favorite right now? Um, just that you can say, I attribute this to the success of my business. Which platform would you tell uh, entrepreneurs that are just barely starting out? to definitely pay more attention to? I think it's, um, I would say Facebook. Uh, but I have to say that now that I have started growing more of a, also an email list, I send a lot of emails, which I didn't do the first year and a half. Uh, because, you know, I find that that really works. You know, if I feel that sales are low, I will send out a newsletter and uh, that will definitely bring in sales. So I, I agree with people say that email just just stays. Also, the problem with social media is, uh, you know, there's been a couple of uh, hiccups with Instagram and Facebook, especially Instagram recently, where the ads were not going through and, or even Facebook, oh, Instagram was down and, and the, also their ad engine was down. So that's basically also you, you can't reach your customer anymore when that happens. So I try to take a little bit of distance from that, too, by utilizing more and more email. Because it works. Now, for the email list, because I've heard so much about this, and I, I'm sure the question on everybody's mind is, how do I get this list? Do I just email my friends and families? Uh, do I buy an email list? Or how did you uh, come about this to be successful? So I um, I basically grew, so I have a pop up on my website. So whenever someone visits, they can sign up for a newsletter in order to get a you know ten percent discount on their first purchase, and that has really helped a lot um, get new subscribers to sign up for for uh, for the newsletter and so for the email for me to get the email address, and um, and it's honestly it's proportional to ads in the sense that if I invest a lot in ads, people will go on my website, and uh, the more visitors I have, the more emails I new emails I get. Um, so advertising has uh, has a lot of additional benefits outside of getting that immediate purchase, basically. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Thank you so much for mentioning that. That is so awesome. And I'm glad you brought up the email list and the newsletters. And actually, I also just added newsletters on my website. And, and you're absolutely right. It works. I mean, people just come in because sometimes you don't even know who is coming uh, to your website sometimes. And um, But having that newsletter, you know, at least you get people signing in and you get you're able to create your email list slowly uh but surely now um let's talk also a little bit more about the balance now you have three wonderful children um you know within two years because i think the second ones were twins right yeah right <laughs> a boy and a girl a boy and a girl ah oh, that is beautiful that is so beautiful so let's talk about the balance right now your business has completely taken up i mean your website your shoes absolutely stunning um, how do you balance this and what can you tell the audience? Well, I think 
I try to balance by, you know, I work from home already. So, I mean, I have an office uh, because one important thing is I don't even live in the U.S. anymore. We forgot to mention that, Nancy, is that um, a very important element about I'm a, what we call, you know, a digital nomad today. So I moved um, to go back, you know, a little bit on, on my story. So I uh, when I moved to the U.S., it was um, in early end 2016, early 2017. I Three months later, I started my business. Business. And a year later, I moved to Argentina. So for my husband's job, I mean, for my husband's job, we, we, we've been moving around a lot. And, and that's also the re- one of the reasons why I decided to become a, an entrepreneur, because today with the internet, you don't really need to be in one place. You can manage your business from, you know, from Bali, if you want, from the beach, you know, and, uh, and I wanted that. I was like, okay, that you know, both me and my husband are super ambitious, but obviously because we had kids, I decided to take a step back and let him, you know, focus more on his career. And, but I still am ambitious and I don't want to, you know, give up a career. So, which is why I decided to become an entrepreneur. And so I moved to, we moved to Argentina uh, now a year ago. And so I've been managing my business uh, from, uh, from Argentina, but you know what? My business, the, the, my, uh, my, my sales have tripled since uh, the year we moved to Argentina. So there's moving continents should not uh, prohibit you from or you know make you make you afraid of starting or or, or managing a business because honestly today you can there's so many services out there that can help you uh, with all aspects of your business that you really don't need to be physically uh, in the place where you have your uh, where you sell. Why? So you you are just <laughs> like you said a digital nomad and just moving all around. And you know what? It's good for uh, the audience to know this because you're extremely ambitious. So is your husband. You guys continue to move along with three children. And I know it is not easy. Um, but you know, just having that passion that you can basically to fall in love with entrepreneurship. Having that passion is what seems like is driving you continuously. And moving continents really, like you said, tripled your sales. And so that is a great lesson for the audience to know that you don't necessarily always have to be bound by location. You don't always need a, um, you know, a storefront to get started. I mean, you, ha- you you can literally have a business online, whether it's a service business or a product business or both, you can have it online and still succeed because we've all been there where you, know, you, you want to get a location because you think that's the only way for you to grow sales. But the expenses that comes with that, with to, by having you know that on-site location, is ridiculous. I've been there; it's ridiculous, and it doesn't matter how much money you have coming in. That landlord wants his rent, <laughs> at the, you know, in the beginning of the month. And so, I'm glad you mentioned that, Boopy, because right now you, you and your husband can move to anywhere, and your business will still succeed. And so tell, tell us a little bit more about that. So what is your process? You, you have this business online. Um, you know, what is your process, employees, things like that? 
Yeah. So in the beginning, when I uh, first started, I was um, I was uh, selling, I, I was stocking or the inventory in my garage. I mean, I obviously had a very big garage, uh, but I was stocking everything because I didn't, I, you know, in the beginning, I, I was like, I'm not going to spend, I bought, you know, $5,000 of stock. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start selling this. If this sells really well, then I could start investing. But in the beginning, it was all about testing the market. And I think it's important, you know, to, because you want to fail fast. If it's not going to work, you want to make sure that, you know, you can move on to something else very quickly without without there to being too much damage you know without spending too much money and so i was talking everything in my garage and it was working well i mean it was getting cramped after a year but it was still um uh doing well and you know at that point we were moving to argentina so i was like i had a choice i could shut down my business or sell it or continue but then transfer everything to a um, a, um, a distribution center. And that's the route I decided to go. It was a little bit earlier than what I would have wanted or what I felt comfortable with. But, you know, you have to take chances. And, and so that's what I did. And I'm telling you, I tripled my sales that year because, um, you know, you don't have I was losing way too much time, you know, packaging the sandals and, uh, and and processing all the returns. And now I had this distribution center that was doing that for me. So I was, I, that was freeing up so much time and allowing me to focus more on the marketing and the customer service aspect of my business, uh, which is really what I wanted to develop um, next. And, and that, so that was a good, that was a good move. I, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Um, I was, I felt always a little bit forced by my husband because, you know, we had to move to Argentina, but at the end it paid off. Wow. Now you, you just dropped something on me here, the distribution center. Um, how, so how does that process work? Because there's someone listening that that has not even crossed their mind and they're basically doing everything, as you mentioned, that you used to do before, packaging everything, you know, shipping and all these things. So what advice can you give about how to, um, you know, partner up with a distribution center? So I mean, it's, I think it's important first to to um, uh, to, to test the product, uh, you know, from a very cheap location, your house or something that you can rent cheaply. But once you have a good proof of concept, I think a distribution center makes a lot of sense, and there are a lot of distribution centers out there. There, I mean, it goes. You have the whole price range, right? You have the cheap ones, you have the middle one, medium ones, and then you have the expensive one. Uh, Amazon has a fulfilled by Amazon. That is FBA. It's called. That's a distribution center too, and they are expensive. <laughs> so, um, so, um, so, 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 I think it's it's definitely a really great option if you have a product that you need uh, to be stocked, and and you just don't have the space anymore to to stock it. And it was great because they do what they're good at, which is stock inventory, uh, fulfill orders, and even uh, manage and process returns when in the shoe business is big. There are a lot of returns in the shoe business. So um, so it's, it's, to me, it's like having extra hands, right? And, and, and of course, you pay a fee for that. But, you know, there are different types of distribution center with different price sets that, that, that work. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you also mentioned customer service. To me, that is one of the uh, most important facets of any 
business, you know, it doesn't matter how wonderful your product is. If your customer service is horrible, no one is coming. They may come the one time and as soon as they experience, you know, that horrible customer service, they're gone. And guess what? They're going to tell so many other people. And so what one lesson can you give the audience about how your company approaches uh, customer service? So uh, for me, customer service is, I mean, it's, it's critical. Um, and um, especially not being a very known company, you know, you need to differentiate yourself versus uh, the big ones, especially big ones like, you know, Nordstrom and they offer free shipping, free returns and, 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 you know, not just one return, you know, you can return and return again. And, and so, you know, I just, I'm a small business. I just can't do that. So for me, it was really important to be um, super responsive uh, to customers. You know, to fe- I wanted them to feel like there was actually a person there to help them. And so I'm, I try to be super responsive on Instagram, on Facebook, on emails. Uh, you know, whenever there's a question, I always respond within, you know, within a few hours. I, I rarely let more than three, four hours go by uh, before answering. So by being super responsive and having, a, you know, for a small business, a good uh, exchange and return policy, uh, I think that also has has has, uh, has helped me from a customer perspective to be appreciated by my customers. So basically just making life easier on your customers and just giving them the convenience um, of working with a small business, but still being able to maintain that customer who hopefully can also become um, uh, a loyal customer who refers people to you. And that is such a great uh, way and a great strategy that you and your company um, are taking on this because, man, there's just so much, so, so many great companies out there with extremely bad customer service. <laughs> you know, and I feel like that can be a, a a differentiating factor in any business. If you decide, I will put the customer first. And I think sometimes as small business entrepreneurs, we act like the customer needs us or they need what we have. And that is absolutely not the case. You need the customer um, and they, without you, they can always definitely go somewhere else. And so that is a great advice, Boopie. Let's talk about um, if, like how much help you have now. Do you have employees that, that help you um, or are you doing everything just by yourself and the distribution centers? So, yeah. So what I do is I um, I utilize. So right now it's it's still me. On my, I don't have employees. I outsource a lot, uh, whether it's, you know, Instagram or uh, the distribution center or, you know, PR. I use um, a lot of outsourcing uh, because I think, you know, it's sometimes just easier to use uh, skilled professionals that can help you. Um, and also because you can decide to cut off the relationship if it doesn't work anymore. Um, I, yeah. So that that's very good with outsourcing. I was I'm in the process of hiring someone here. Um, I was it took me months to decide, but um, I decided to hire someone here in Argentina just because I need the proximity. Uh, I need to train someone, uh, you know, sitting next to the person so that, you know, they understand exactly what uh, what it is that I want and how I like things to be done. Um, so, and also from a legal perspective, since my company is in the U.S., it, it, it just took a lot of time to figure out um how to do that uh, because right now I'm a little bit overwhelmed you know and also with the kids and uh, finding a little bit of me time and so 
yeah it's 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 not been an easy process <laughs> <laughs> of course not of course not and i believe every uh listener here today can definitely relate and if, with kids or without kids it's still not an easy process to uh be the ceo of your own company and uh let's talk about that a little bit more so what ways do you find time for yourself that 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 these ladies can um can also use as well yeah. So as I was, I, I had started telling you, I work from uh, from home. There, I remember I had we I, I interrupted that discussion or that question uh, because I realized I was living in Argentina, and so I work from home. Uh, I still have an office, but I, I try to work as much as possible from home because I like to have regular breaks during the day where I do yoga and like uh, cycling. I have my Peloton bike and just cycle on my bike. And I've noticed that that really helps me. The days, you know, that I don't manage to do yoga or I don't manage to do a cycle um, session, I've noticed that I, um, I'm more stressed. I mean, taking some me time and especially exercising. I mean, everybody has their thing, but for me, exercising really sort of makes me think about things or, and think differently. I've noticed that every time I do a workout session afterwards, I have a, uh, I, I, I make decisions more quickly. Um, I, and also, I, I can't take me time in the morning or at night because my kids wake up early and I take care of them at night. And also, late night, I still work a little bit just because of the time zone difference. So it's important for me to find me time during the day. And so that's how I try to function, by taking a little bit of time here and there uh, to, uh, to, to, to do other things uh, that matter to me because yes absolutely and you know working on your own is not easy i've no because the thing is for example no. you get somebody, you get two nasty emails from customers and you're like okay i want to give up right i'm just doing my best here. nobody <laughs> you have nobody to bounce things off with or to you know no. and so i find that Events. yeah exactly you have no one to vent uh with and so so sometimes you know um it's 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 definitely not easy uh working on my own and i need those little things like you know workouts that will help me vent basically <laughs> in my own way vent on a peloton bike <laughs> exactly <laughs> and 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 thanks for sharing that because those are just you know simple things that um sometimes people just feel like we you know we're way too busy to do and i i myself i find that you know exercising also helps me a lot even just to think creatively and be able to um just you know, conquer the day. So whatever works for you, um, as you're listening, ladies, whatever works for you, please take time to do it. And I tell this to myself all the time, and I, I may not always do it, but we are not super women. You know, you do get tired, you do get bugged down, you do get burned out. And so whatever, even if it's just five minutes of just taking that little time for yourself, please do that because it is critical to your success it is critical to your health and you know and how fast your business um, can grow you have to be able to take care of yourself now Boopy, what um what have been some challenges that you faced as a business owner um if i think about the challenges i mean definitely moving continents was not easy <clears throat> from moving from the u.s to um to Argentina, it was initially not easy, especially because you know there's a um, there's a learning curve with a distribution center, and they make a lot of mistakes in the beginning. And so, and the problem is mix, mistakes. It's not like you know they sang they for example they tag products 
they don't tag products properly. And the problem, that means that they send the wrong products to customer. And that's a, that I've learned that it's a very difficult mistake to correct. And it takes time. It's a lot of phone calls, a lot of frustration, and a lot of angry customers who get, you know, the wrong order. Uh, so that was, um, um, you know, a, a, a challenge I faced uh, when I when I moved distribution center. And I think now one of the biggest challenges I face is probably the fact that I'm on, on my own. I mean, that is going to change very soon. But I find that, as I was saying, I, I, you know, we rarely talk about, you know, um, mental health when it comes to being an entrepreneur, but it's, it's, it definitely has a lot of ups and downs that can really affect you uh, emotionally and, uh, and mentally. And so um, finding that balance, you know, uh, for example, you know, I was mentioning that I use a, a platform called Shopify. And Shopify does, has this thing where it, 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 it tells you every time there's a sale that comes in. You know, and that I, th- I thought that was funny and nice for a while, but at a certain point, I had to turn it off because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, f- for that information to be pushed towards me. I want to be able to go and fetch that information whenever I want, but I don't want it to be, sh- you know, shoved at me like that. Um, so that has definitely finding the balance, really, the from a mental health perspective has definitely been uh, more of a struggle this year uh, but you know I found ways <laughs> to you know turning things off uh, shutting you know shutting off because with a business also that is online you're always on you know people expect you to answer 24 hours a day and seven days a week but that's hard you know it takes a toll on you yes yes and I mean we can have a whole podcast just discussing uh, the mental health of entrepreneurs alone, because it is such a a great area and and one that a lot of people do not talk about. And I think we assume that as entrepreneurs, we have to be able to uh, do everything that comes our way. We have to be able to answer everything, you know, answer emails at three in the morning and and just be the superwoman or superman um, in this case. And that is not the case, you know, like self care is so critical uh, to the success of your business. Now, um, if there's one advice, before we go, if there's one advice about your experience um, and where you are today from the beginning, what one advice would you give to a woman that's wanting to start her own business? Um, Take chances. I mean, you know, you you can never be sure about how it's going to um, come out, but you have to... You have to be willing to be vulnerable and, and, and just take chances. You never know what will what you will get out of it. And also, don't be afraid to fail fast. I think to me, that's critical. And you can do that by testing in small, you know, uh, by, by doing a test before really launching your business, gauging if there's interest in the market and so forth. Yes, yes. <laughs> and thank you for that. And you know what? I want to actually even dig a little bit more into that because so many people are afraid of failing that they just never get started. And, you know, like you said, fail fast. What does that mean by fail fast? And and how did you deal with um, any, any time in your life where you failed? So, um, so before I actually um, moved to um, to the U S before I started my, my company, we were living in Barcelona and, um, 
when I became decided to become an entrepreneur, the first business that I, I launched uh, was in Spain. Uh, it was called Bebe Ecochic, and it was uh, the long-term rental of, of baby equipment. And so in, in, in Spain, it's not an agile market like, like the U.S. So it took, you know, a month and uh, a month and a half, I think, and a lot of uh, paperwork in order for, to set up the company. And then a month later... I had to shut it down because we, my husband had gotten a promotion and we were moving. So to me, that was, um, I had put a lot of effort, especially when it's your first attempt, you know, it's, there's so much self doubt and you don't know any of the things, uh, th that need to be done. So everything takes a lot longer. And so, um, so I had basically started selling or renting uh, the services. And I was doing a lot of marketing and visiting hotels and talking to people. And uh, and then my husband says, oh, we're moving. So um, that was definitely bittersweet uh, because I was happy to move. Uh, but I also felt that I wasn't given the opportunity to um, to develop uh, that that idea that I had only started to, um, to, to, to draw and to build. Um, so... That was uh, that definitely felt like a failure, but I think there's always a silver lining. And what I realized is that you're so much quicker the second time around. <laughs> you know, building the website, reaching out, you know, to 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 people, to partners, to influencers, uh, starting an account on Facebook. Uh, everything just goes so much, so much faster. Uh, you understand what needs to be done, and even the business gig business case sorry is just takes a lot less time <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sharing that um about the, your first business but you know what like you said there's always a silver lining because you did not let that deter you from going after another idea or another business and here you are today uh two years later and you have this wonderful successful uh business where you're just helping women look their best and feel their best on their feet <laughs> um you know with a spanish sandal and i just love the idea um, that you still were able to fail fast and bounce back. And I think I'm, I'm going to send you a certificate for wife of the year um, <laughs> because I know a lot of these changes came about with your husband's job. Um, so that, that would be interesting. Well, Boopy, do you have any last remarks for us today uh, before we, we, we finish this episode? Yeah, I think just, um, um, I think a final point would be what I've noticed from my own experience. I think there's just seasons in life. You know, I had a very, I had a great career uh, before I had kids. And in the beginning, in, when I had kids, I was like in a hurry for them to, to go to school because so that I could get back to doing something. And, you know, sometimes you forget to enjoy the present moment and accept that there's just seasons in life. And then you have to slow down for a while and it's going to go back up afterwards, you know, um, but, you know, just try to live each moment uh, as they come. Oh, that is so awesome. Thank you so much for that. I mean, I think that can be also another episode as well, um, because you're right. There's so many uh, changes that you are going to go through as a mom, as a business owner, as a mother, um, you know, as a wife. There's so many seasons that you, that you are going to go through and you have to learn to embrace each season and accept, you know, whatever that particular season brings and know that there's always, you know, a, a sunshine out there. There's always, you know, sunshine after the rain, like they say. Um, and, and wherever you, you think you fail, just get back up and continue going and don't give up. If, if being 
being entrepreneur, entrepreneur is truly your dream, I would say just don't give up. I mean, you know, and Boopy, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. Thank you so much for sharing everything about the Spanish sandal. Can you tell the audience your website, where to find you and, and, and um, you know, how can they get their hands on your beautiful shoes? Uh, definitely. So I have my website is um, the Spanish Sandal Co. Um, dot com. And uh, you can find me on, on Instagram and on Facebook uh, through the Spanish Sandal uh, Co. And uh, yeah, you can um, contact me and I will I will definitely give you um, some sound advice in terms of uh, shoe purchasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you so much, Boopy. And audience, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for thank listening. You. And you are welcome. And guys, thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I, I can't wait to talk to you again. This was awesome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and um, you're welcome. Audience, if you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to share on your social media. Don't forget to leave us a review. And if you want to find me, you can visit my website at triumphant woman.org and that is triumphantwoman.org that is our show for today thank you so much for listening and we will chat later bye-bye thanks for listening to another episode of the diary of a female entrepreneur if you've enjoyed today's podcast please leave a raving review subscribe share and send us your questions want to be a guest on the show contact us at www.triumphantwoman.org Join your host, Nancy Mensa, and a surprise guest next time for another episode of The Diary of a Female Entrepreneur.